0: In Jude chapter one and verse number one, the Bible says, "Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, and brother to James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, and called, peace unto you, or excuse me, mercy unto you, and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation." It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend with the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now notice verse 4. We kind of looked at uh, very briefly in our introductory comments the last time we looked at this text.
1: At verse 1 and 2, we very uh, briefly kind of dealt with verse 3
0: in the last thought that we dealt with but then tonight i want us to take verse number four and we will look at a thought look at a concept out of verse number four and here's what the bible says For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of all ordained into this condemnation ungodly men turning the grace of our god into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's, let's continue reading for just a moment and then we will have a word of prayer and get into the message for tonight. But here's one. It goes on verse 5 to say, I will therefore, because of what he just said in verse number 4, he said, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though no, he once knew this, how that the Lord had saved the people out of the land of Egypt, Afterward, destroying them that believed not, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their old habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forward for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire.
1: Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise
0: dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Uh, Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, Uh, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not uh, bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord, rebuke thee. But these speak evil of the things which they know not. But what they know naturally and naturally, and remember all of these descriptions, and I'm not going to deal with these uh, expositionally or in depth, Uh, But all of these descriptions are being given about these uh, false teachers, these men crept in unawares, according to verse 4. Uh, He said, uh, verse 10, these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally, or what they know as a lost person. Jude here is saying that these false teachers are not teaching false doctrine because they do not know better. That Bible says here Jews say that they're teaching what they're teaching because they are lost, yes. because they do not know the Lord, and their intent is defilement and destruction. Yes. They say what they say because they are, they are masquerading themselves as the ministers of Christ, right. but really they are trying to destroy the faith that the Bible says we are to be contending for. Amen. Amen. Verse, uh, verse uh, number 10 says, but what they naturally ask, and listen to what God said about them, ask, brute beasts. God, through inspiration, is describing men that way. Brute beasts. In those things, they corrupt themselves. He says, in verse number 11, woe unto them. Woe unto thee, for they have gone him away, Cain. Okay? And have reigned greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. These are spots in your feast of charity, when they feast uh, among, with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about winds, trees whose fruit withered, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, Foaming out of their own shame to whom is reserved the darkness of darkness forever. Now I don't know about you. But I would not want to be one of those folks, would you? Amen. To hear God mention me and those group—that group of people—that I wouldn't even—I wouldn't want God to get anywhere close to describing me and my ministry and my life that way. But can I say this: when well, you tamper with God's word and you tamper with Jesus Christ, and as we, we look through these things, as the Lord leads somewhere down the road, you'll find out that's exactly what they're doing. They're not only tampering with God's word, but they are—they are bringing Christ down in His deity and superiority. They are doing everything they can to destroy the body of doctrine that was delivered to us by the Lord's apostles as they pin down the Scriptures. And when people do that, and they set themselves up against God that way, God does not take that
1: lightly.
0: And so He describes the. In such a way. We have been looking at the subject. uh, called to contend. And by the way. As we read this passage of scripture. As we look at these folks. That the Bible is describing. And I wish I had time to deal with all of it. But as we look at these things. And we see how the Bible is describing these folks. And we see what is being said of our Lord. We realize that we do truly. In fact. Have something to contend for. Something to fight for. We are in a fight. Amen. Uh, God did not tell us that we have armor to put on uh, simply uh, for poetic value. The reason why God told us in Ephesians 6 that we must put on the whole armor of God is because there is a battle raging and God did not save us to be bystanders. God saved us to be soldiers. In the honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we have been called to contend. The Bible says in verse uh, number one. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. And brother of James, To them that are sanctified by God the Father. And preserved in Jesus Christ. And called. We have been called upon. We've been called in salvation, we have been called in sanctification, we have been called in service, and one of the things God wants us to do with our service, he says in verse number 3, is to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So we have been called at the moment of salvation, and through the times when God calls us to service, he's called us to be contenders. So the first thought we looked at, this is the first line uh, on your little study guide there on your outlines, is the operation of the contender. The operation of the contender. Because the Bible says we are to earnestly contend. It tells us how we are to operate in our contending for the faith. And that operation of the contender speaks of diligence. That
1: little parenthetical statement speaks of diligence. Number one, we notice the characteristics
0: of diligence. i go too fast for everybody. The characteristics of diligence. Number one, or A, diligent and study. These are not in the order that I gave them. I, I printed these in the wrong order. But diligent, all the verses are there. Diligent and study, that's, no, that's A. B is diligent in service. Diligent in service. C is diligent in salvation. We are to give diligence to make our calling and election sure. Talking about our salvation. Diligent in security. Diligent in security. We're not to give offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Then we are to be diligent in serving. 2 Timothy 4 2 says we are to preach the word to be instant in season, out of season, reproved you and endure, with long with all long suffering and doctrine. We are to be diligent in what we preach, and our preaching is part of the way we contend for faith. So number one, under Roman numeral one, the operations are number one, the characteristics of diligence. Number two, the cause for diligence. The cause for diligence. John 9, 4 says, We must work the works of Him that sent us while it is day, because the night comes when no man can work. Amen. Everybody got those? I want you to get those. Number two, we have seen number one, the operation of the contender speaks of diligence. Number two, I want you to see this. Not only the operation of the contender, number two, the opposition of the contender. The opposition. Of the contender. The opposition of those folks we read about tonight. Is them and their boss. And we'll look at some verses to deal with that. If the operation of the contender. Speaks of diligence. Number two. The opposition of the contender. Signals out deceivers. Signals out deceivers. And that is. Where we will be tonight. The operation of the contender. Verse number four. Signals out deceivers. And let's pray together. The Lord help us as we look at this thought together. Let's pray. Father, we sure do Lord, i are so thankful for what you're doing. Lord God, what you're going to here at the E Baptist Church. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us tonight. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to continue to do tonight. Father, you know that I'm standing in a place where flesh fails. And I pray God the flesh will not fail me tonight. Well I pray your God that you have not stand me of the flesh, and I pray, God, that you help me stay here in the power of the Spirit of God. Lord, I pray for the Spirit of God, when you do things, I preach the Word of God, fill my mind with the truth that you would have to be declared tonight. Call my mind the things that I've studied. Help me, Lord, to have the boldness to be clear Lord, in. Lord, in a day where so many are compromising, or so many are backing off the truth, I pray, your God, that you help me be able to be a bold preacher of the truths of the Word of God. Help me, Lord, not to please you. Help me. Uh, Lord, for fear of the men, Lord, I pray to God that you help preach the word of God right in the bible move in our midst, speak to our hearts. And, uh, Lord, I pray to God that you would have your will and your way. Lord, I pray that there's no you to lost. I beg you, God, would you please save them? Lord, God, would you please, uh,
1: Lord, help open their eyes to the truth of their lost condition? Lord, I pray to God that they would hear your word, that word would
0: open their eyes. Lord, I pray, dear God, that they would repent of their sins and place their faith in you before they leave here this evening. Lord, I pray, God, for that backslider that may be here. Lord, I pray, dear God, they get their heart right with you before they leave. Lord, I pray, dear God, in the name of Jesus, for your sakes, would you feed them when you praise God? Would you meet every need they have? Lord God, would you touch them, encourage them, and strengthen them, Lord? Just do what needs to be done, dear God. I I can't do a thing. Lord God, you can do anything and everything. Lord God, I'm trusting you to do it tonight. Help us, Lord, as we look to your word. Help you not to misrepresent the word of God. Help me, Lord, to rightly divide that Bible just the way that you would have for it to be said tonight. And Father, I'll be careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory for that which you do. And I know the church will do the same. Lord, I pray, God, that you help us to praise you and, Lord, God, to share the praises of what you've done with this lost and dying world when we leave this building. they have to go out and tell this world this is what God had did at Beacon Baptist Church and the God that did it can do something for them yeah. as well. Lord, have your will and way. In Jesus' name we pray. I ask all of these things. Amen. 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 When we come to, in particular, verse number four, uh, we saw in verse number 3 the operation of the one that is contending for the faith. When the Bible said that Jew was writing this letter, he originally planned
1: on writing this letter on the subject of the common salvation that is shared amongst all of the body of Christ. Uh, but then the Holy Ghost of God changed the direction of what he was going to be
0: writing on the subject that he was going to be pinning down this book, the uh, 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 subject he was going to be writing on, and the Bible said that the Holy Ghost changed his mind to write on how the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, those believers that He's writing to, represented in verse number one, is those who have been sanctified by God the Father, who have been preserved in Jesus Christ, and who have been called. Those believers that He's writing to, He changed. The Holy Ghost changed the subject that they are to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. When we look at the operation of the contender, we see what he is asking us to do. We see what he is demanding of us. When we look at verse number four and we look at the opposition of the contender, we change what he is asking us to do to why He is asking us to do it. Why would God tell the children of God that they must contend, that they must fight, that they must strive diligently, earnestly, that they must, the word literally means to wrangle. Why does, why would God tell us that we must be engaged in a wrestling match for truth? It's because of what he says in verse number four. Y'all remember I've mentioned to you and days go by the word F-O-R for in your Bible. When you see a phrase like it is this year in our text where he says for there are certain men crept in unawares that word for indicates cause. He is no over saying I'm asking you to do this because there's some men that are crept in unawares. They have come in to like the Bible says they are in uh, let's see here, the Bible says there in verse number 12, that they have entered into the most sacred times of the body of Christ. Even in the early church in Jews day, the Bible said there, was some, uh, that there were some of these men that had crept in. they had sneakily made their way into the body of Christ. When you look at verse 12, he mentions that they are spots in your feast of charity. Those feasts of charity... Uh, Charity in the Bible is, is a word that indicates our love one for another, the love that God puts in us one to another. The Bible said the early church was having well, a feast of charity, in other words, love feasts. In other words, what they were doing is is they were gathering as a body of believers in that early church. They were having meals together and enjoying times of sweet fellowship. And historically, and I think even today, that it was. Still be the same way with the fellowships and things that we have. As we get together as the church, the, historically those feasts of charity were the uh, times where the
1: church were engaged uh, together. It was some of the sweetest times
0: that the early church ever like, spent together. They were unified together. Sometimes they would have a meal, they would get together, and the Bible says it was their love feast, it was their feast of charity. And the Bible says these men have crept into the church and they have tainted those love feasts. Have tainted, they have put, they they themselves are spots in the pure, uh, wonderful nature of the feast that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ would enjoy together. The Bible says, notice what the Bible says in verse 12, they are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you. The Bible says in our churches, there's a whole lot
1: of Judas's at our tables with us. A whole lot of men that don't belong there. The Bible, and I mentioned just a minute ago, the Bible
0: says they're lost. But they look like they belong. And they're in our churches. And the Bible says that they are men that have crept in unawares the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It may not even be aware that they are in our churches now, I'm not saying we have some of these men in our church. I know I could not tell you of any man that I know or any lady that I know. That I'm not going to say that I say anybody in this church is, is putting on a facade or they are crept in unawares that we do not know that they, they really have evil intentions among us. But I can't say this speaking about this church. It is very possible it has happened to greater uh, in terms of size and, and and influence in their areas. and if I can use the word greater uh, very loosely it has happened to greater churches than this one more prestigious churches more uh, honor the churches more influential churches that the whole world knows about but the ministry has been wrecked by people who got in and they were there but they weren't of us. Intent. Their intent was to deceive. Do you know one thing that deceivers hate more than anything else?
1: It's what we're being asked to defend. It's what we're being asked to fight for. That is truth. If
0: you are a deceiver, the last thing you want to be confronted with is truth. Amen. Amen. We have. And I could spend all night dealing with the nuances of these words and breaking these sentences. I love the book of Jude. It's one of my favorites. Amen. Uh, One man said it is a Kodak snapshot of the last days before the coming of the Lord. And I believe that's true. I believe we have to look at it. Amen. But for the subject at hand, we realize in these verses that even in our own churches, there can be some opposition. Amen. Of the Bible's. First 1 Peter chapter number 5 and verse number 8. 1 Peter chapter number 5 and verse number 8. I want you to see this real quickly this evening. 1 Peter chapter number 5 and verse number 8. Here's what the Bible says. I still so hear some things. I want you to try it The Bible says, chapter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8, here's what the Lord impressed Peter to write on in the inspiration of God. He says, Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking that he may give out the body. The Bible says in Jude. There were some men and unawares that had made themselves in opposition to the church. The church wasn't even aware of it, but they had enemies in their midst. The Bible is, if you would study through the book of Jude, you would find out that these men are serving a a master. But it's not the same master that you and I serve as believers and children of God. The, The master that they are serving is this adversary that is mentioned in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8. When the Bible says that we are to be sober, we are to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I don't think anybody in this building would challenge the fact that the devil is our answer. Yes, Amen. Right. You and I are believers. You and I are Christians. You and I are children of the Most High God. And God has an enemy and His name is Satan. Yeah. Uh, the book of Revelation calls him the old serpent, the devil. He is the wicked one. He is a polyon. He is the the of hand. Our husband is our husbandman's enemy. Right. He's the enemy of God.
1: And because you're his child, and every child of a natural born father
0: does in some way bear the characteristics of their father as you and I do And uh, much of it in our lives we have those characteristics physically we may look like our parents in our actions we may bear the actions of our parents the devil hates us when the Bible doesn't just say that the devil is God's enemy although it does
1: here in our text the Bible said that he is yours why do you bother the devil so
0: much? I believe we bother the devil so much because we are the way we ought to be, we, every time he looks at us, he sees who our father is. Right. And by the way, every time he sees how we act, he should be reminded of who our father is. Because we ought to be living as Christ lived. We ought to be following in his step. The devil, let me just tell you this, the devil hates you. Right. The devil hates this church. The devil hates our children. The devil hates our lives. And if you will choose to live for God, you will have a target on your back by the devil because he is your adversary. All right. He is adversely opposed to everything you will ever do for the Lord Jesus Christ. As we think about the word
1: contend in Jude, Chapter number 1 and verse number 3. And I saw that I
0: gave you an illustration about a contender. When the Bible mentions a contender, it can be said to point back to those that were contending in the athletic contests in ancient Greece. And so this contender in the Grecian games, as we have been, we have noticed that we are contenders as we are contending for the faith, this contender in any of, any of those ancient games. One thing that was the same amongst all of them is they had others, they were contending against. But for them, it was just a gift. For us to start. We're on battlefield. Was it going to Lester Roloff make a mistake one time he said it's a battlefield brother not a recreation right. yeah. right. That's what we're involved in. They may have They had someone they were fighting against, and we have someone that we are fighting against as well as the Father of Christ. They were in a contest against those who wanted to see them fail so that they themselves could take the advantage. And you and I are fighting an enemy that wants us to fail so he can take advantage of our homes, he can take advantage of our lives, could do and if he could not get us to quit without the opposition. I don't know about you, but I want to be somebody that when the devil looks my way, he knows that he has someone that's going to fight against him. I want the devil to look at Josh Wilson and say he has an opposition to me. That there will always be in my life an element of pushing back to what he wants to do in his existence. The Bible says there's three D's, if I can put it that way, in 1 Peter chapter number five and verse number eight. Number one, it says we are to be sober. Be sober. Being sober means to be serious minded. It means that we are <coughs> that we are to know we have an enemy. But but that, that knowledge should make us very serious. To know that you have someone who's
1: eternal existence. Think about that. The devil does not die like you and I die. The enemy of our forefathers
0: that were saved by the grace of God is still the enemy of you and I tonight. Our great, 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 great grandfather, if he knew the Lord, was just as much an adversary of the same one that is our adversary tonight. The Bible says that we ought to know our enemy. We ought to know that we have one. We ought
1: to know that
0: he's targeting us. And that fact alone should cause us
1: to be very serious
0: in how we live our life. He says we are to be sober. In other words, that is to be a constant part of who we are. He doesn't say that we are to have been sober, but we ought to. Be sober. Every time you read this text, it will still be in the present tense. You may have read this book, I read this, this verse five years ago, and five years ago God said you need to be right. presently in that moment sober. And today it's still the same. Yeah.
1: He says, first, be sober. Second, b he says, be vigilant.
0: Vigilant means to be alert. To be contenders, we must be serious minded and alert. Think about what the Bible is saying here in verse number eight. He says, Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, notice this word, seeking. You may say, Preacher, why is it I have to be vigilant? It's because. Our adversaries being vigilant. We ought to currently be vigilant. We ought to currently be alert because the devil is in a state of continuous alertness. I put that way. He is on the hunt for us. Everywhere we go in this world, every, every moment of our lives, we must be on the hunt for him, for his paths, to be able to spot when he is coming against us and our families and his church that we also do. We ought to be sober. We are to be vigilant. Amen. We are to, And then he says this, be sober, be vigilant. And I know this doesn't fit that way, but here's a part of Because. Because. There's a reason. We ought to always remember
1: that there is a reason why God gives us the man. Get, get this in your mind. Don't ever forget this. God does not do anything arbitrarily.
0: Right. God does not do anything flippantly. When he tells us,
1: what he tells us, there's a cause for it. Notice what he says here. in his this cause
0: I promise. I'm going somewhere. I haven't forgotten what we're looking at in Jude. But he said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary Because you have an adversary. Because your adversary is not the man sitting on the pew or on the chair next to you, but because your adversary is the devil. Because there's an adversary. Because that adversary is the devil. Amen. That should should, uh, increase our alertness even more. But then also, because that devil is as, he is conducting himself as. A roaring lion walking walketh about, he says, seeking to be made devour. We ought to be sober, we ought to be serious-minded, we ought to be vigilant or be alert. Because we have an adversary. Because that adversary is the devil, and because he is on the hunt for how he can destroy your life. Notice what he says. And I like this. This isn't part of my notes, but I just love to mention this when I read this text. Notice the Bible does not say that our adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. He does not say, because your adversary, the devil, and puts a comma afterwards
1: and gives a word of description of what a comma would be, another description. He
0: does not say a roaring lion. God does not say that the devil is a roaring lion. God made sure that He was not describing the man, of uh, the entity Himself, as a roaring lion. That, that He was, that He was a roaring lion. But He says, "What He does, He does as a roaring lion." In other words, He's acting in a way, but He's not what He's being described as. How He's being described as acting. There is only one. That is truly a lion in this fight. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeah. His yeah. name is Justice Can I remind you everything yeah. God has ever done? The devil will have a counterfeit for yeah. even, even his actions. Every time God wants to get man's attention, God is a roaring lion. Amen. will get our attention. God will let this world know where he stands. And when it comes time for judgment, God will let who the real man is. Who the real king of the jungle is. Amen. He is.
1: Amen. And by
0: the way, this world is a jungle. Amen. Right. Thank God there's one who is in control. Thank God there's one who has an authority. Thank God we have a king of kings and the lord of the lords who may try to set himself up as the king of this jungle, but he will never be. He may be the prince of the power of the air tonight, he may be the prince of the God of this world. World, the little G.O.D. God of this world the Bible says that he is but friend, there's coming an end to his reign God's only given him enough home to hang himself free him. and one day the true king is going to take over Amen. Amen. he's in control
1: now
0: he's as a hey, roaring man thank God he's not the roaring man notice he is our adversary He's our opposition. The Bible said, he has a roaring fire." I don't know about you, but when I see that word, that word "roaring," to me, it alludes to the intimidating
1: nature of our opposition. You know why the I lion mean? is the king of the jungle? It's because
0: of that roar. That, that roar strikes fear in the rest of those. Things. That line, if you he made it, he made it and, I, and I know I've never really been around one enough to pet one. But they do look beautiful. And by the way, I'm sure most of you have been in enough. Be honest with you, my favorite animal to look at in Jungle's lot. or not in Jungle, but in a zoo.
1: If they the zoo. Walked up on one. I don't love them fast enough to be quenching
0: the <laughs> One of my favorite things in the zoo is that life. And most of the time, bless their heart, they, they, especially the reverberation, so you catch one awake, you've got your money's work, Because they're usually out, they're usually asleep. There have been some times, I think one time, me and my wife took wife to the zoo one time and just one time, we were looking at the lions, and we began to walk away. And as we walked away and got some distance, we heard a roar. Oh, and I'm telling you, there, was, there wasn't anything on that sound
1: system that overtook the sound of that roar. There wasn't any conversation that was going on in the, in
0: the zoo that day that overtook the sound of that roar. And a roaring lion is a beast of intimidation. When he roars... He's letting everybody show his dogs. He's letting everybody know that you ought to be afraid of me. Notice the Bible said that the devil comes to us as a roaring lion. I'm sure everybody in this building has learned what it is to, to, for the devil to come to you and to try to intimidate you with things. To try to slow down what you want to do for God because of how intimidating he is. And let me say this to I'm not ignorant of who I'm preaching about. I thank God that he is not in control. I thank God that the word of God says that we can say, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm glad that the Bible says you and I can resist the devil and he will flee from us. I'm glad those promises are in the word of God. And one of the reasons why I'm so glad that those promises are in the word of God is because I have known what it is to be wanting to do something great for God. And then the devil comes to me I realize I, as a man, am no match for the devil. And if you have any kind, any kind of intelligence, spiritual intelligence about you at all, you will realize you're no match for the devil either. Amen. That's why I say that nobody should get involved in any any kind of dark. Uh, arts. Nobody should get involved in reading any kind of satanic books, any right. kind of pilgrims, right. any kind of Ouija boards right. you can say, And it's sad that Ouija boards are now being sold in, in the board game section of local stories. Telling you to stay away from that stuff because there's a very big roaring lion behind yeah. us, and it's not the real lion, the lion of the tribe of you Judah. Know, it's the one that's going to intimidate you, and that you stand up match for. It. Amen. Yeah. It may seem like a game, but I promise you, dealing with dark forces, he has no game. Wow. And right. if you've ever dealt with it, you know that's the truth of God everybody stay away from that you'll realize you're a match for the devil but thank God when the devil comes to us and he tempts us thank God God has given us he's made for us a way to escape and he's given us authority to resist the devil he's eyes a roaring lion alludes to the intimidating nature of our opposition to the devil but you've got to think about the word lion. I would call a roaring lion I think wine gives allusion to and speaks of the size and the actions of our opposition. I don't think anybody in here would disagree with me. We have very big oppositions. We have a great one and that is opposing us. Already said he has more supernatural power at his disposal than we do on our own. But thank God we have Jesus tonight. Amen. He he is great in size his actions why well, notice he says that that lion walketh about seeking who he may devour. when a lion is in a jungle they do not stop around right? they're big they're intimidating and the roar will run anybody off that is in their path for the most part because of the great of the, the great intimidation that it brings. But when it comes time for that lion to walk around and begin to seek that which it wants to devour, when it comes time for that lion to hunt, he does not stomp around the jungle. He does not try to admit Great sounds in in those uh, in those uh, shrubberies and things that he is in. But he comes in very stealthily. He comes in very quietly. He very uh, pointedly places his steps and he will hide behind those that he is not wanting to let them know that he is there. So he came back. The Bible said that he walked in and keep continuously walking, seeking for be made of iron. Each EHL no Bible, each has has stopped doing it, is never going to stop doing it. Thank God, until the day where the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, He's going to be cast in the lake of fire.
1: Anyway, Amen. 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 Think about how long God has been walking
0: about seeking to be made of The oldest book in the King James Bible the date wise. It's chronologically. It is the book of Job. It is the oldest in terms of the date in which it was spent Do you realize that the book of Job told us that the devil was doing exactly the same thing in Job's day? If you don't believe you go back to Job chapter one. When another, remember when Job, Job was being when Job was being tested. And it came time for Job to lose everything that he had. It was not Job that brought Job's name up. It was not the devil that brought Job's name up. But God brought Job's name up. Here's what he said. He said, Hast thou considered my servant Job? You know what he said right before? He said, Hast thou considered my servant Job? In layman's terms, God asked the devil, Where have you been?
1: What have you been doing? This was the devil's reply. He said, I'm going to and fro in the earth, walking up and down. What is the
0: devil doing? He's looking for somebody to The oldest book, date wise, in your Bible, the book of Job, the devil was still doing the same thing. The devil has never changed his tactics. And the reason why he's never changed his tactics, tactics is because they've never stopped working. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Devil has done the same thing from the beginning, of the, from the beginning of our Bibles, from the beginning of human history, until now. The devil's done exactly the same thing. When God, when, when, when the devil and God had that conversation they had in Job chapter number one, the devil was doing exactly what is being mentioned in our verses, going to and fro in the earth, walking up and down in it. And the Bible says that Peter would have put it this way, when he was walking up and down in the earth, he was walking as a roaring lion, seeking whom he made devour. I think that's amazing. We think about Job. The devil declared to God, I'm looking for somebody. God knew why he was walking up up and down the earth. I'm looking for somebody to devour. And God said, Hast thou considered my son, Job? God offered Job. There's many reasons. I'm not going to take the time to preach that tonight. But the Bible said that the devil was seeking. The devil was walking in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8. Seeking is a present tense word. It means that he still is, and he is
1: constantly doing so. The devil is seeking whom he may devour. I didn't look
0: this up in a dictionary, and I hope I'm smart enough by now that I can pretty much tell you what the word "devour" means. But in Josh Lawson's English dictionary, amen, the word "devour" means to eat you up until there's nothing left. That's my country definition of the word devout. Amen. Amen. There's, there's some things that I would, that I would go to my mom's house or my grandma's house and she'd put something before me on that table and I could not just eat something. that kind of devout.
1: Yeah, I devout I, mean, <laughs> I made sure there's nothing like it. Amen. That's
0: what the devil wants to do with us. He wants to just eat you up and spit you out. Leave nothing left of your home, nothing left of your life. He wants to completely consume everything Notice this. Let me ask this question tonight. As we consider our opposition, I, I need to agree. As we consider our opposition, let me ask you two questions. We'll deal with one, we'll deal with, I'll simply state this one, we'll be done tonight. Number one, is our opposition real? You can answer that tonight. Is it real? I would, I would answer it this way. Definitely. 2, 2 Corinthians 11, 13 says, speaking about those that Jews spoke about, speaking about those that are working for the devil, the Bible says, for such are false apostles. Deceitful work. Remember when we said the opposition to contenders signals out deceivers? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 11.13 that they are deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And here's how I know they're working with devil. The Bible says there in 2 Corinthians 11.14 and no marvel. That shouldn't surprise us. That shouldn't marvel us. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light, verse 13. Therefore, he explains, therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers may also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose ends shall be according to their works. Did you hear that? His ministers. Thank God, God has got some ministers. I thank God, God in my life that ministered the truth. I hope in the year and a half that I've been here in the time of the Lord gives me in the future highest grace and highest mercy. I hope that as I stand here, everybody in this room would say, our pastor is God's ministry. And yeah. tell me, I want to be God's ministry. Amen. I'm glad God's got some ministry. I'm glad God's got some people who give the truth of God to the people of God and they don't compromise. But if God's got some ministers, you better believe that the devil's got some as well. If God has his preachers, the devil has his preachers. If God has his pastors, the devil has his pastors. I believe if God has his churches, the devil has his churches as well. The Bible says that his ministers are transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Is our opposition real? You better believe it. The devil is an intelligent being. The devil, <coughs> excuse me, is a sneaky being. The Bible talks about the subtlety of Satan. He's a subtle foe. He is that lion that walks about in stealth movements and he comes in and he calls his, he puts his ministers in place to where they can be men crept in unawares. Child of God, we have some opposition. Our opposition is real because of what? Because of the opposition that we have as the body of Christ, no wonder. God said we must contend Second Peter two one says, "But there were false prophets also among the people. Notice among the people, even as there are false teachers among you, who
1: privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction."
0: Jesus said in Matthew seven fifteen, Beware of false prophets. Which, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raping wolves. The Bible says that, that the believer is likened to a sheep. These false prophets come to you and I dress as one of us, dressed as someone that knows the Lord. But Peter said in the second chapter of his second epistle, he said that they come that way that they might bring in damnable heresies. We must realize tonight. That our adversaries are real. Titus said in Titus one ten. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. The Bible has a lot to say about these real, these real opposing ones that oppose us as the body of Christ. And Lord willing, next Wednesday night we'll pick up looking at some other passages that tell us of the reality. Of the opposition that he faced. Child of God, we need to get to play. Because the devil, let me say this the devil wants nothing more than to oppose what God is doing here. I don't don't know how you feel about what
1: God is doing here, but I'm telling you, I could not be more excited about what God is doing here.
0: God is blessing. God is moving. God is growing our church. God is saving souls. God is bringing in folks that are getting a burden for the ministry. God is reviving our burden for those of us that were all members here. God is reviving. I feel like reviving me, reviving us. God wants to do great things and wants to continue to use this church in a great mighty way and so, therefore, the devil will cause opposition. Right. right? If the devil, if the devil cannot get the, the believers in a church to be that opposition, and sometimes, sadly, at our at our Baptist churches, that is exactly what happens. And the devil gets in and will even use a believer to be the opposition. Yeah. Right? And I pray that's not the case here tonight. But if, ever, if, if that happens Or excuse me, if that does not happen With this fruit I promise you the devil has a minister That he is willing to see As one of his men or women That he is willing to right. see in this way right. Right. We must be certain We must be vigilant Because we have a Very real opposition That wants to fight Let this word that god gave us tonight be a burden for us be be a be a warning to us to get a burden to pray to
1: beg god to put a hedge of protection around beacon baptist church around the pastor around its members and let that god may use this place to truly be a truth amen. 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 amen
0: thank you for making us part of your day we would love to hear from you please find us on facebook or at our website,
1: bbclexington.com.